Welcome to the Dr. Bros, where we have an honest discussion around vet life in and out of the clinic. My name is Jeff. I'm your doc of the day and your guide through this episode. I'm a third year veterinary dermatology resident out of Louisville, Kentucky, and this is Adam. Hey, this is Adam. I am a relief veterinarian in Louisville, Kentucky as well. Hey, this is Chris, and I'm a GP out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I'm Brandon. I'm a small animal internal medicine resident at Iowa State University. All right. And we are so glad to be here with you today. I'm going to go ahead and point out for the viewers who have viewers, listeners who have not been with us for the past hour as we've had so many technical difficulties and we're trying all the things to make this work out. But we are we are here. We're in it. We're very excited. So um, I did want to point out at the top of this episode, just a disclaimer, there are going to be some heavy topics. So there may be mention of mental health, burnout, brief mentions of suicide. So if that is something you're uncomfortable with, then feel free to skip on to the next episode just so you are aware. But first, we'll start off with something very light, easy, and fun. This is a game that I'm affectionately calling Round Table Hot Seat. So none of my podcast hostmates know what's about to happen because I made this up about 45 minutes, well, two hours ago, you know, before the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> really started. So, round table hot seat. Here are the rules. I'm going to go around one person at a time and ask you a question. It'll be trivia about vet med. Some of it will be outside of vet med or related to us. And if you get the answer right, you get a point. I'm the judge, so I get to decide if you got the answer right or not. Um, this is my reality. Welcome. So, <laughs> there is no prize but bragging rights, but Welcome, and if you're listening and in vet med, maybe you'll get some of the answers right yourself. So we will start out, and there will be a time limit of, I'm going to cap it at five minutes or whenever I finish these questions, literally opening up my notes app on my phone, starting at the top. So time limit of five minutes, you will have up to 10 seconds to answer your question. If not, I'm moving to the next person, and they get to answer your question. Does everybody understand the rules? Let's do it. Yep. All right. <clears throat> and I'm going to start my timer. Five minutes has begun, starting with Adam. Name two pets from members of this podcast. Dyson and Rinley. Ding, ding, ding. Point for Adam. Let's go to Chris. Name three specialties in veterinary medicine. Derm. Internal medicine, surgery. Ding, ding, ding. Point for Chris. Brandon, name two significant others from members of this podcast. Natalie and Allison. Ding, ding, ding for Brandon. Going back to Adam, name two states that members of this podcast live in besides your own. Ooh. North Carolina and not Arkansas, but Iowa. <laughs> 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 Chris, name two veterinary schools. Tuskegee, Auburn. Point for Chris. Brandon, name three animal species. What? D dog, cat, what? Horse. <laughs> the points for Brandon. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> name one of our professors from vet school. Dr. Goyal. Point for Adam. 
Chris, name two medications used for itching in dogs. Apoquil Cytopoint. All right, point for Chris. Adam, name Chris's favorite food. Pizza. <laughs> point for Adam. Brandon, name two animal skin conditions. Um, pruritus and um, I guess I'm two. One and no pyodermapyritis. Chris, name two animals. Pyoderma. That's what I was trying to say. Pyodermapyritis. Crushing it. Adam, name one round cell tumor in animals. Lymphoma? Mass cell. Brandon, name one round cell tumor in animals. One round cell tumor. Um, Squame? No, that's <laughs> Three seconds. Yeah. Chris, mass, name mass cell? one round cell tumor in mass, animals. Mass cell tumor! <laughs> Dang! Adam, uh, name one respiratory disease. Bordetella. Point for Adam. Brandon, name one condition or disease that is an emergency in veterinary medicine. GDP. Good one. Correct. Chris, name one autoimmune disease of the skin. Um, fuck, what's it called? Um, oh, pithecus foliation. You have four seconds. Pithecus. Correct. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> name one diagnostic test in veterinary medicine. Radiographs. Brandon, name two surgical procedures. Spay and castration. <laughs> Correct. Chris, <laughs> name one pain medication used in animals. Um, gabapentin. Caprofen. Adam, name one exotic animal species. Lizard? <laughs> <laughs> and we're down to our last three questions. Brandon, what is the name of the largest vet conference in North America? Um, currently, it's called VMX. Correct. We're in the last minute here. Chris, name one veterinary journal. Uh, journal of Veterinary Medicine. You've got five seconds. Journal of Veterinary Medicine? <laughs> Does that exist? Clinician's <laughs> Brief. I don't know that that's one. Name brief. one veterinary journal. Clinician's Brief. brief. Your time is up. Clinician's Brief. Rigged. We will accept you it. Interrupted. Uh, for Adam. And then last question. Ooh, for you, Brandon. Who's the prettiest member of this podcast? Who's the prettiest member? It's got to be the host, JT, right? <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we made it in just under five minutes. So let's tally <laughs> it up and see where we're at. So I've got a final ten. I think we need to give Adam credit for uh, when you said round cell tumors, I was confused because isn't lymphoma in that category? But is it a round cell tumor? It's a cell and it's round. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, we will we will give Adam his point, which leaves my final tally at coming in in a tied third place, Chris and Brandon at seven each, leaving 
somehow sneaking in at the end. Didn't even need that extra point. Adam with nine points. Heyo. Give it up for Adam. Yay. <laughs> How are these points weighted? It's like whose line is it anyway? The, it, the, it's made the, up. The points don't matter. Hey. <laughs> and the questions are made up by Side me. Side note, though. <laughs> hey, Adam, is a narwhal a real animal? Uh, fun fact, they are. <laughs> that feels like an inside joke. He just learned that this weekend. That I love that for you. We're constantly learning. We all learn something new every day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So the <laughs> the main focus of today's podcast, the meat of this podcast, we really wanted to talk a little bit about mental health and veterinary medicine as it affects a lot of people. And a lot of people in particular have gone through burnout. So I wanted to define what it was, and then we'll all kind of talk about it. Um in general and kind of goes go into the ins and outs of it. But here we go. The definition based on helpguide.org and the Google defines burnout as a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. As that stress continues, you begin to lose interest and motivation that led to your current role that you're working in. Burnout reduces productivity, saps your energy, leaving you feeling increasingly helpless, hopeless, cynical, and resentful. Eventually, you feel like you have nothing more to give. Some of the negative effects of burnout include uh, it spilling into other areas of your life. So outside of work, if that spills into your home life and social life, you can also cause long changes, long-term changes on your body that may include uh, making it, uh, making you more vulnerable to illnesses like cold and flu and different consequences that are yet uncovered, which is certainly concerning. And I will mention just in general, I feel like a lot of my friends have gone through different levels of burnout. I feel like I've experienced it a little bit in my career as well. And so question to the group for whoever wants to start. I wanted to know, have any of you experienced burnout? And in general, how do you feel like you deal with it? I'll go ahead and start with this one because I did mention in a previous episode that I uh, you know, after a few years of practice, I was starting to feel that uh, that burnout starting to creep up. Uh, and again, feeling that so early in practice, you know, being being as young as I am, uh, you know, something that I definitely wanted to address head on as soon as possible and not let it linger into, you know, something more severe. Uh, and that's when I kind of started exploring other options in the field of veterinary medicine. Uh, that's when I switched over and did the USDA. And now I'm back doing relief. Uh, and I think the biggest thing for me is trying to find that work-life balance uh, and and not, you know, really overworking myself. Uh, and I think that's the benefit that comes with relief for me. Uh, because, you know, if I do get to a point where I'm starting to feel that little bit of burnout, I can kind of say, okay, let's pump the brakes. Let me just take a long weekend, you know, and not schedule anything on a Thursday through Sunday and take a four-day weekend just to kind of mentally reset. Uh, so that's kind of what I did to kind of help cope with that and kind of rearrange my schedule to be able to adapt to the needs that uh, I have based on 
the feeling of burnout that I had previously. I think that's outstanding. Anybody else? I can jump in. This is Brandon. Um, your, your definition of burnout kind of just defined how I feel after every rotation that I finish at work. Um, I guess that's probably because my schedule is like usually anywhere from 12 days on in a row to two days off versus seven days on a row, two days off, and then another um, five days in a row and then rinse and repeat when I'm on clinics. Um, that's not really a sustainable thing for a, a full career. Uh, it's kind of the way I think about it is like, it's what I signed up for. Is it the way that I think things should be? No. Um, is it the way that things were for previous residents in my field? And even in particular at my, uh, at where I work? No, actually it was worse before I, uh, was here. People had to work longer hours and, and did more work than I did. And, um, I guess relatively more work and relatively a longer time period. And I can only imagine that the burnout was real for them as well. Um, but, uh, the way that I, I deal with things is, uh, just focus on what I can and can't control in the time, um, focus on the things that are most important. And when I have my time off, I, I take it really seriously and, and really give myself a break. Sure. I think that's really important. My story, I guess, would be a little bit similar to that. So I feel like I experienced all these symptoms back in my rotating internship, which I have mentioned a little bit in previous episodes about how I was truly working 80 to 100 hours a week. And kind of similar to you, Brandon, I feel like even though my experience was really grueling in that if you look at the dynamics of my rotating internship, the workload as far as ER care was at I would guesstimate around 50 plus percent of what I was doing. And so those were like the, the 80 or the over 80 hour weeks for sure. And that's one reason I initially didn't think I was going to specialize is because I was like, this is really, really difficult and not something I want to move into. In my case, it was going into the thought of surgery, which are notoriously very, very difficult. And newsflash internal medicine is also notoriously quite difficult and you having to be to have on-call hours, I think, is is really challenging and really valiant that you're moving through that to see what the other side looks like in hopefully a year and some change. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely the way I personally dealt with it in the moment was um, specifically was calling friends or family, kind of letting them know what I was going through. I for me, exercise is really important for my personal mental health. So I was working out as, in the time that I had off or available to me. And that helped me kind of get to a mental reset for me. And then, of course, every now and then, when possible, getting a couple of drinks with friends is super, super helpful. All right. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I, no, I was just going to say, yeah, that's that's awesome. But I mean, yeah, I try to um, do similar things with everything with burnout and try not to overdo it. I know it's usually when I try to do too many things outside of work is when I start getting burned out, I guess. Um, I don't have as crazy of a work schedule as, as the uh, specialty guys. So um, really, I don't can't say at work, it's, it's that bad. It's mostly when I try to do 
extracurricular uh, things outside of work that just basically is when I start getting burnt out, but it's nothing, it's nothing which you guys have experienced. It's, uh, it's definitely a lot more mild in my opinion from, from what you guys have done or are doing. Sure. And I'm glad (laughs) that's not something you've had to deal with. It's, it's not fun or a badge of honor in my opinion to be like, yeah, I've dealt with burnout. Uh, But it is something that I think we should all be aware of and look out for in our careers. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll just jump back in. It's Brandon again. Um, You know, fortunately this is a, a temporary thing for Jeff and I, we are, in our training programs, this isn't going to be like the next, you know, 20, 30 years or whatever it might be of our careers doing this degree of work for this long. Um, I've heard from past resident mates that have finished the program, in particular the program that I'm in even, that say it's a completely different when they get out. You know, they have different stressors as far as like being a leader mm-hmm. in their position and that kind of stuff. But um, it's uh, much, much better quality of life post training. Um, so that's, that's uh, kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. And I know both of us are over halfway through. I know Jeff's kind of towards the finish line for himself, but, uh, just, just gotta, just gotta keep, keep going on with the, with the grind and get it done. Yes. And this is Jeff again. And I will definitely say that it's been, uh, in general, my residency, my residency in Durham has been not quite so grueling, I think, as other programs in that I have moments when I have things just stacking on top of each other, like project over top of project over top of presentation. And those weeks and months are really, really bad. But I do at least get, I think, in general, looking at my program as a whole, I think it has not been as burnout e as as life in the past especially with my rotating internship that was definitely the hardest year of my career thus far and then a related question how has burnout and or heavy stress affected y'all's time outside of the clinic or at home or have you noticed those times when you're extra strained at home i'd like to hear about that um, I can jump in again. It's branded. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm usually more tired, maybe sometimes more on edge, depending on things. I'm sure my wife would be able to give you a more accurate description of what I'm like when I'm on or off clinics. <laughs> um, the, the thing for me is a lot of times there'll be things that I need to catch up on to some degree, whether it's a project or a presentation on a paper that I need to redo that week or, um, you know, something else coming up. Um, and, uh, for me, you know, it's just trying to, to, it's time management. That's like kind of the, the end of the day is like what I, what everyone I think struggles with. Um, and when you know that your time is not being managed well, like, like a Saturday where I'm supposed to be off, but I've got some paperwork to catch up on, like I'm noticeably, noticeably probably more unhappy. Yeah. And this is Adam. Um, I would say that was a big part of the burnout that I personally was experiencing was taking it home with me. Uh, that was, that was tough, Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning, especially, uh, when I was working full time, uh, biggest thing that I would do is kind of when I would leave and come home, you know, obviously you have your hope that pet's doing okay. But, uh, for me, especially being a new vet, it was, 
you know, how's that surgery doing at home? How, you know, did I, did I run the right test? Did I prescribe the right meds? Did I communicate effectively with the client? Or do they fully understand what they need to be doing at home? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, and so I brought a lot of that home with me uh, and it kind of hung over my head uh, throughout the evenings, you know, when I needed to be relaxing and spending time with my wife, those things were in the back of my mind. And then, you know, when those things are in the back of your mind, when you're at home, you go in for the next day and you're not mentally refreshed and you're not mentally prepared to start a new day. You still have a quote unquote hangover from the previous day. Uh, and that, that can mm-hmm. certainly affect you mentally going forward too. So I've kind of done, uh, you know, a better job again, getting back into things of being able to separate that. And I think that's kind of key is, is focusing on, you know, when you go home, you're at home, you know, even if you're on call, like if nobody's calling you, you're at home, you know, you, you need to focus on, on you, focus on your family, focus on the things that you like to do, whether it be exercising or binge watching Netflix or, you know, reading a book, whatever, whatever your thing is, like, that's your time. Uh, and you need to spend that time focusing on you, uh, and just kind of, kind of building up your, your, your health meter, mental health meter again, um, before you go in for the next day. Uh, so that, that's kind of key. And, and again, that's something I feel like I struggled with early on. Um, but here lately, I feel like I've done a much better job of, of kind of separating the two. And I think that's really important. Yeah, this is Chris, and I, I agree. I mean, I'm, I am I did the same thing you did, Adam. Like, I, mean, I still kind of do it where you kind of worry about, like, did I do that right thing? Did I miss something up? Um, and you just either have to compartmentalize it. Um, so, like you said, work is work. And I definitely have I've stopped doing as much of the stuff I was trying to do outside of work. And now I just usually just try to focus on working out, hanging out with the family. And it's just been – uh, a lot more relaxed just in general, not having to go, go, go. And um, it was actually has made work easier for me just from that aspect of not trying to do too much. It's just like, just focus on what's happening. And, um, and even then, like, if you do, like, let's say you did forget something or something happened, like you're human life happens. Like as long as you can fix it or own up to it, like, it's just, it's gonna, it's bound to happen. So you just gotta, just kind of go by it and just, it's going to worry you and it's going to lay heavy on you, but you just gotta just know if you tried and you did everything that you know you could have done, you still might mess up and it's okay. Like just, you can't let it bother you too much, uh, which goes back to the car partmentalizing work and home and and all that. This is Jeff and I'll say I commiserate Honestly, with all, all those feelings, as far as like leaking clinic work, stress, burnout at home, what it kind of looked like for me personally was a lot of not wanting to do the things that I really enjoy doing. Like, I don't feel like going out. I don't feel like uh, hanging out with friends. I don't feel like hanging out with my significant other. I just am literally on at home on the bed or doing nothing. And there's nothing wrong with that in, in general. If you need your, your time to decompress, that's really, really important. But I definitely recognize when it was like, I am at home on a weekend and I've done nothing for 48 hours. And then I'm back into the thicket of things and kind of repeating that same pattern over and over again, which wasn't good. And then kind of doing that compartmentalization and also deciding at work, where do I need to cut back? What can I adjust at work? And this was a 
learned skill for me. I feel like not doing records at home whenever possible or shortening how I'm writing, adjusting my method at work so that I can enjoy life outside of work, which is definitely easier outside of a residency than inside. So thinking about back to my times in GP for sure, uh, when it was a little bit easier for me at least to do that, but definitely also setting boundaries at work and what's good for me personally was really, really important. And actually like talking to my, my staff, my team and my manager and saying like, this is what's acceptable at work. This is the, the load that I can take on. And also here are things that I cannot do or like, don't, I, I can't do text messages outside of work or, you know, if it's work related and I can't take calls when I'm at home, I have to be at home are all um, some tips and, and actionable things. I think um, if you have not tried listeners or some things that you can consider, but definitely communicating with your team at home and your family and also your team at work and letting people know where you're at, I think is really helpful and important and underrated. So another question that I had for everybody, and this is very open-ended, but I would love to know thoughts on therapy. Have y'all ever experienced it? And you don't have to answer if you're not comfortable or, or in general for thoughts for people in, in veterinary medicine, if you thought, think it'd be helpful or anything at all. I feel like our generation as a group in millennials is a little bit more in tune with mental health problems and seeking out additional professional help, but want to know your, your thoughts there. Um, it's Brandon. No, I think it's a good idea. I've, I've never gone through it myself. Um, it's something that I know has been useful for many people that I know personally, and um, I won't name any names or anything, but I've, I've heard that it has been helpful for those individuals. Um, and I guess <laughs> this is a sad thing that for me is like, I don't know when I would go, like when I'd find time sure. to go uh, just with the, the way things are currently for me, fortunately right now, like full disclosure, I'm off clinics studying for boards. Um, so my time is supposed to be dedicated to boards, but I've been able to like, do things outside of the house that I don't wouldn't normally do, or, you know, take care of some personal things that I don't normally have time to do. But, um, yeah, I think therapy can be very helpful. Um, in, in the, um, if the person is willing to, you know, go forward with that and, and utilize it. Absolutely. Yeah, this is Adam. I, I definitely agree. Uh, like Brandon said, I've never, uh, you know, done any therapy myself, but you know, I know it has helped, a lot of people, you know, and I think there are people out there who are really receptive to it, to, to just kind of have somebody to talk to, you know, and, and kind of get things off their chest. And sometimes that kind of helps them figure out what the best, uh, you know, thing for them going forward is. So, yeah, I think it would I think it's great for especially the profession that we're in. Uh, having that outlet is definitely, definitely good. And this is Jeff, and I'll say, you know, agree with everybody once again, not a big surprise. I, I think I've had personally a lot of really close friends be in therapy. I haven't had the pleasure to go myself, which I'll quickly say, like, I, because I don't think it needs to be taboo. Like, I've been looking for a mental health professional and dealt with the normal, uh, unfortunately, normal problems with, like, will my insurance pay for this person versus this person? Are you dating therapists, quote unquote, like jumping around and seeing who personally fits for you? All those things are very important and trying to look for somebody who can understand 
my general experiences is really difficult. And so actively looking and not a big deal and probably not a bad idea just to get a check in anyway for things that I've dealt with in the past and are they affecting my future and other things that I've gone through in such a heavy stress field. And we'll openly say for the general, I guess for our whole profession, um, I guess this is a, you know, the disclaimer warning again, but veterinary medicine is often extremely high in our rates of depression. It, at one point, I don't know if it still holds true, was number one or number two for rates of suicide and has been just a really heavy, heavy stress field for multifactorial reasons related to clients, related to the field itself, related to the animals we take care of. We're one of the few fields that deals with euthanasia of our patients, and we all really think about our patients before we take those sort of actions and decisions. And so it's very hard to leave that at work 100%. Uh, so it's very important. So if you're out there listening, thinking about therapy and looking for a sign, here's your sign to go look for somebody. <laughs> hey, and it's Adam again. I just wanted to add on to one thing that you said that uh, I thought was really good that, you know, even if you don't feel like you're completely overwhelmed, finding somebody just to do a quick mental check-in is phenomenal. I think that's a great idea because again, you don't want to wait until the bitter end, you know, and, and you don't want to wait till you're at your lowest low, you know, before you start seeking therapy. So I think, you know, anytime you start to have any sort of signs of depression or suicidal thoughts or anything that may lead you down that road, trying to get ahead of it uh, and trying to seek out somebody for help is, is very important. So I think that's a great point that you kind of made there. Just like, even if you feel like, you know, everything's going okay, but Hey, it'd be good just to check in with somebody and, you know, do a quick mental checkup, if you will. Uh, you know, I think that's a great idea. 1000% agree. 1000%. And coming towards the end of my line of questioning, I did want to ask on a, lighter note, I suppose, what is something that helps you recenter? So what is something that helps you the most? I'm looking for like an activity or a short story, whatever you got. What is something that's been really good for you that helps keep you centered and focused? Something that's a rock for you, activity, a person uh, would love to know what is what has been something that really keeps you at peace or helps bring you back into a good place. Uh, this is Chris. I'll I'll go. I um I think the thing that's helped me out the most is just been working out recently. Um, because it's just something I can do, um, get my mind off of work and just kind of refocus um on what I need to do. Um, after that, it's it's definitely um cause that's just working out. But then, like things I do to focus and not have to worry about work and, and kind of recenter is. Uh, hanging out with my kids. Uh, I just have a lot of fun doing that. And my wife, like we just do random stuff on the weekends. And um, like a great thing we did this weekend is we had uh, Adam uh, and his wife and kids over. Um, it's all them for the first time in a long time. And that was just great to just see the kids hanging out and, and, and being just kids and, and doing their thing and having fun with them. But um the thing I can do consistently is definitely working out. So that's the thing that helps me out the most is, is doing that. 
Um, it used to be disc golf, but that's just been too hard to do and scheduling with kids and everything. So working out is definitely now my new fallback to do. Yeah, so this is Adam. For me, uh, family, you know, my wife, my kids, that's obviously, you know, number one on my list, uh, spending time with them. Sure. You know, anytime I'm with them, you know, any kind of outside stress kind of melts away. I mean, sure, that comes with its own stresses, uh, keeping up with two toddlers. Uh, but everything outside of that, you know, kind of kind of melts away when when you're hanging out with family um, outside of that. And, you know, this is something I, I'd like to get back into because I have kind of fallen. It has kind of fallen by the wayside uh, as of late, especially with kids and work and, and everything. But uh, running uh, running was something that I mm-hmm. started getting into. Uh, a few years ago, I ran two uh, half marathons. I actually started getting the motivation to run a half marathon from Chris because Chris was texting me what? about he was texting me about how he was going to do one, and, and I was like, "Well, I can't let Chris do one and not do one now because he's telling me he's going to do one." So, so I did one too, uh, and I did two, uh, you know, back to back years, and. I had always done, you know, like shorter runs, like one mile, two mile, three mile runs. Uh, and, and they were nice. But when I was training for that half, half marathon, you start getting into those practice runs that are six, seven, eight, nine, even 10 miles. Uh, you know, when you run that far, it's just you and your thoughts. So I really liked that time to where, you know, I, I could really just be by myself and let my mind wonder because you think about it, how how often in the day do we have that? You know, pretty much when we shower. That's why they call it shower thoughts, I guess, because that's really the only time you have <laughs> completely to yourself, you know, where it's just you and your thoughts. So, uh, you know, being able to, to do those longer runs where, you know, it was just me, uh, it was almost like kind of a, a little meditation uh, for me, you know, uh, getting some exercise done, but also just kind of recentering my mind. Uh, and so that's something I, I really enjoy as well. No, I, I like that. This is Brandon. Uh, it's funny you said that Lindsay just ran her first half marathon this past year. Woo woo. Uh, she's, she's getting me into right. running some more too. Uh, what? yeah, I'm, I'm signed up for a 5k soon ish. And then Lindsay and I are doing a sprint triathlon here in Ames. So it's like, a. We, there's like an open swim, a 15 mile bike ride, uh, and then there's a 5k instead of like a marathon part of it. But, uh, but yeah, um, uh, jumping into it. Yeah. Exercise is something that I think is helpful when I actually do it. Uh, it's like forcing myself to do it is part of the, the battle after being tired and everything. But when I actually like do it, whether it's a run or like some weights or something else, it's um it has its own like relieving qualities and i feel a lot better after getting it done um and then yeah, i agree with that i'm like for me at least just spending time with uh my wife Lindsay, and then my dogs and my my cat uh that that time is usually pretty limited when i'm actively working on the clinic floor um so i i take like any time we have off or if, if for whatever reason we have like a, a an extended amount of period like time where we're both like I'm maybe off clinics for a week, uh, just the way things work out. And Lindsay being a teacher is off in the summertime. So when those things line up, I mean, we take advantage, um, and, and I'll, you know, do what I need to do on my end, but also, um, you know, be somewhere outside of the middle of Iowa, uh, <laughs> for our quality of life. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, definitely family and, and, uh, doing things with family and, uh, especially my, like my wife, Lindsay, 
uh, and then exercise like the two big ones. Uh, and then just, uh, decompressing with just easy to watch TV is sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's not that it's like the most healthy thing, but it's something that'll let you to zone out. Uh, and then I, I listen to podcasts and audiobooks and stuff too, when I have time to like just sit down and listen, or if I'm going for uh, a walk in particular, something that's less strenuous than a run, the dogs get exercise, but I have some time to myself to just not think about anything. And this is Jeff kind of bringing it home for this question. I would say, yes, I will give the cop out significant other answer and that I love spending time with my boyfriend and it's really helpful and does help me recharge. And it's important. I also love all the, like I already mentioned, exercise is super important for me. So typically I do CrossFit at least once a week. And then I am a long time ago, I became a trainer. So I actually don't pay for my CrossFit, which sounds very pretentious, but I have a deal with my gym (laughs) so I can go there for free. That is to say that I also do exercise. I will sometimes do Orange Theory Fitness, which I pay for. So even though it sounds like I'm doing a lot, those are things that are super important to me. And when I miss sections in the gym or days in the gym, it really does affect my personal mental health. One other thing or a couple other things I'll mention super briefly, I really like a written schedule, even though most things are going digital and I do have a digital calendar. I love just writing out my day, looking at my week and like seeing what's up, what's what's important day to day is super helpful for me and keeps me centered. Time with friends is always important. Um, like Brandon, you made me write this down as we were speaking. I love a good like vacation. And last year, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon and I his wife and our friend Melissa and classmate all went to Puerto Rico, which was super, super, super fun and a great way to just take your brain off of things. So I know there, especially in America, like we do not always take our time off in vacation. So this is also your sign to schedule that vacation or get outside of work whenever you can, like use your PTO, because you need to, and your company does not care whether or not you use your PTO. I guarantee it. And the last one on my list that I just wanted to mention really briefly, which is just like a fun side hobby for me, is I am, or I've been actively learning Spanish for over a year, and I study for 30 minutes a day through podcasts, online tutors, and um, things like that, and sometimes reading and it's been super helpful to have something so very non-veterinary medicine to do that I can really sink my teeth into that it's really fun. So I don't know if you're thinking about learning a language, give it a shot. So for my last question, I just wanted to know what is a guilty pleasure of y'all's and you cannot say the bachelor as you mentioned in previous episodes. (laughs) I am happy to start my guilty pleasure. Most recently has been the ice cream Oreo cookie sandwich they now have at the Kroger. No, no, if you heard of it, but it is literally the size of my hand almost like it's a bit, it's a big ass. It's a, it's a hefty sandwich filled with cookies and cream. And you know, the, the, the outside parts of the sandwich are literally giant Oreos and I could easily eat an entire box. If I put my mind to it, I've limited myself to two at one time, but absolutely that's my, that's, I mean, I don't have much of a sweet tooth. I like to think maybe I'm telling on myself, but like, that's my, my new favorite. And I literally have to like calm myself down. 
So this is Adam sticking with the food theme. Uh, we've definitely been on a nerds clusters kick. Uh, man, those things are good. Let me tell you that. Uh, so you kind of get the benefit of the nerds, the taste wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, ner- nerds just go everywhere. And then you got the the second generation nerds ropes, uh, which is a little generation. bit better. Kind of kept them together, uh, but you know sometimes would fall apart. Sometimes you would lose some nerds. So um, you know mild uh, uh, innovation there, but we weren't quite there. But now we got third generation nerds clusters, and man, those things you just take them and you pop them in your mouth. Perfect uh, gummy chew to the center, uh, and then that sweet crunchy. Uh, nerds on the outside, you can't beat it. So, as of late, uh, sticking with the food theme again, gonna have to go with the nerds clusters. This is Brandon. Um, for me, uh, one thing that I've been getting into recently is uh, looking at off roading videos on YouTube. Uh, I've just, I have a, a 2014 jeep wrangler that i've had since uh, vet school that i still have it's got like about a hundred and almost one hundred seventeen thousand miles on it um and i've been basically just hoping that once i finish residency and uh, wherever we end up i can do a couple of modifications to it and actually take it out and and do some some wheeling so it's something that i've been kind of just like looking at on my own time and and when i need to get away and it's not something that my wife's super happy about because that's going to be more money spent <laughs> on another hobby down the road. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's a little thing that I've been doing recently. Uh, this is Chris. Brandon, that is awesome. Uh, we should definitely plan an overlanding trip once you're done with school or residency. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. I, I do like doing that. That's not a guilty pleasure of mine. I just enjoy it randomly. I don't really... I don't know. Food used to be my guilty pleasure, like a lot, especially like candy and and stuff. So, uh, but I haven't had a whole lot recently. Um, So I guess my guilty pleasure now is like, I don't know, just binge watching some type of movie or or TV show on Netflix. Um, JT definitely always gives me a hard time for how I'll just binge something until it's over. So. 1000%. Well, you will binge something to death. Like we'll go. I remember back in vet school, like where you would watch. We would we would all start a TV show, and you would watch like eight, eight episodes over the weekend, and we'd be like, "Chris, we're on episode two. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. So, so good, good, good times, good times. So great. Thank you so so much for listening to the Doctor Bros. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We will love you forever. It would also help us out if you could share this episode with others who may be interested in today's topic. You can also tell us what you want to hear. You can drop suggestions in the comments or shoot us an email at thedrbros at gmail.com or DM us at thedrbros on Instagram. You can also reach me at dermdrjeff. D-E-R-M-D-O-G-T-O-R-J-E-F-F on Instagram and TikTok. If you need immediate mental health assistance or are having suicidal thoughts, you can call or text the U.S. Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988. There are also veterinary support groups on Facebook, 
or Instagram that you can check out as well. This is Adam. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Adam DVM. That's D-R-A-D-A-M-D-V-M. Hey, this is Chris, and you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Chris Hernandez. And this is Brandon. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Mason IM.